Welcome to Insurance Claims Innovation. I am Chris Tidball, Executive Claims Consultant with Second Look, where we routinely find our insurance clients millions of dollars. On our podcast, we showcase others in the insurance claims arena who are using cutting-edge technology to gain a competitive advantage. We believe that all of our guests have a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show and we will reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Welcome to Insurance Claims Innovation. Today we have the great privilege of having Rana Rupel, CEO of CLM, as our guest. Welcome, Rana. Thank you, Chris. So, so um, let's get started by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the insurance space. Okay, like like many, insurance was not something that I aspired to do when I grew up. Uh, when I was in law school, I got a job at an insurance defense firm and wound up staying there after graduation. Uh, and I really liked it. It was very much uh, philosophically something that I connected with and really enjoyed it and felt in a way that I was helping people, which I, I love that. Uh, I practiced for a few years and then wound up going in-house. And during my career, I worked at a variety of insurance carriers, both large international and small regional carriers in a variety of roles within claims, primarily in the claims legal area. Uh, and ultimately in my last role at a carrier, I was a general counsel as well as the head of claims, the chief claims officer. An opportunity opened up when I saw that uh, the CEO of CLM was retiring I looked at it and I thought, hmm, this is kind of interesting. I'd been a member, I'd been involved over the years. And pretty interestingly, one of uh, the folks that reported to me at the time came into my office and said, so we see that there's an opening at, at, for CEO at CLM and we think you should apply. And I said, who's we and why should I apply? And she said to me, well, we just had a group of us. It was regional chairs for the chapters of CLM. And apparently quite a few of them knew me. And they thought in talking that I had this great skill set that I understood the substantive topical issues that impacted the industry and understood what CLM was all about. And that I had done some organizational transformation at a variety of, uh, at a variety of carriers and that that connection would be very valuable to CLM. So I thought about it and said, you know what, why not? Let's do this. Yeah. And I applied and got the job. And frankly, it's the dream job that I never knew I wanted. Really, yeah, It's a great organization, but you know, some people may not be familiar with it. Tell us a little bit about CLM and the goals of the organization. Sure, thank you. Uh, well, CLM stands for Claims and Litigation Management Alliance. We are the premier association where we bring the industry together. Uh, we provide a collaborative forum to educate our members on the issues, learn, discuss, and generate big ideas that shape the future of claims and litigation management. And there's a lot of value in that because we, you know, we provide so many benefits to our members. Uh, would you like me to elaborate on that? I'm happy to do so. 
Absolutely. Okay. I mean, tell us the benefits of CLM. Sounds good. So, you know, the, the, the most of our content that we put out there for the industry, for those clinical litigation management professionals, is content that's created by our members. And CLM allows the opportunity for people in this industry, both in the claim side, as well as the legal litigation management side, to share their, their knowledge, their thought leadership, and build their brand. And we have a lot of different avenues to do that. They can speak at webinars, they can speak at in-person events, they can speak at local chapters, they can write articles, they can create a variety of different types of content. And the thing that's really nice about it is for the claims professionals and their management, membership into CLM is free. Which is great. Mm -hmm. And you know, the one the one thing that I, I see from your vantage point is that you have a lot of insight into both the world of claims and the world of litigation. And, you know, we've both been in this business for a long time. And yeah. collectively, I'm not gonna say how long, but a long many, time. many, many moons. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of challenges out there facing claims organization. What is it that you think, you know, are the biggest challenges that they need to overcome? So I, I can see us talking about each of these things that I'm going to touch on for an hour or more yeah. because it's just such an interesting and changing environment. But just to touch on a couple of things, I think one of the things that has evolved really over the last 5, 10, 15, and 20 years, and it continues to evolve, is the customer expectation, um, especially as technology gets enhanced. The expectations starting from the day of loss and all the way through resolution of that claim continue, continue to change. So, you know, so much so that if there is a loss, you expect to be contacted by someone immediately. Um, you know, you want to make sure that if your house or your business get flooded, that your carrier's there and helping you through that remediation so it minimize the damages. And then all the way through, as people look are on social media and as they talk to friends and family, and they talk about all this huge amounts of money that they get in their claims, sets certain expectations. A lot of people um, can be opportunistic when they are presented with the situation to have a claim, which is very unfortunate. But those expectations just continue to evolve and it makes it more and more challenging for the industry, for the carriers, because all of that takes people, good processes and good okay. technology to be effective. And, and that's challenging. Along with that, we've known for like the last 15 or so years, maybe 20 years, that the industry was very much skewed to the older, to the baby boomer generation. And they're starting to be those retirements. There is a lot of knowledge loss out there. And when you look at the knowledge loss, um, financial services and insurance specifically, isn't always the first thing on someone's mind when they're in college that they want to go into insurance, which is really disappointing because to be a claims professional provides you with a tremendous amount of autonomy, 
a lot of judgment, decision-making, which I don't think younger people, when they're thinking about what they want to do with their career, realize that there really are a lot of benefits and a lot of enjoyment that you can get in the job. But you also think about the standpoint, you know, you and I in the day, you learned how to handle claims through a couple ways. One of them was you learned from listening to the people around you and you took their style and how they negotiated. And that's how you applied it to yourself. Well, you lose that now with most people being working remotely. Right. There are some technology tools out there and on the horizon that are going to help teach that with AI to teach those adjusters how to communicate. But it's going to take a time, some time for that to really be implemented. It's it's pretty expensive uh, technology right now. But the other thing is we also learned how to handle the easy claims. Yeah, and yeah. you built on your experience because claims is a very experiential uh, profession. And you would cut your teeth on the easier ones and you build up. And as you get more experienced, you do different lines, you do more complex claims and all of those things where you just use that experience. And today there's so much straight through processing, there's technology, there's artificial intelligence, which takes a lot of that away. So with that, how do you learn if the simple ones have gone away? And there's a lot of challenge there. And there's also a lot more need for the soft skills that come with that. And the industry historically has not done a great job on focusing on that. So there's been a shift. And then technology just in the workflow and the processing and understanding there's so much coming at the decision makers and the claims organizations that how do I know what product do I need? What's going to get me automation and AI the quickest that will reduce my expenses, get better resolution, provide the best loss payment, the best outcome from our insurers? And how do you do that when you look at you know things like the economy where it's challenging? And this past year, for example, was probably one of the worst years from a loss standpoint at least on the personal line side, we see 2024 is going to be better, but the industry is there, whether things are good or bad. And it, and and really figuring out how to prioritize and utilize the changes in the technology so quickly. And then finally, the social inflation. Um, everything from litigation financing, which is pervasive, it is very unknown. There's not a lot of transparency and how it impacts claims and litigation is having such a tremendous effect on it. In addition to the rollback of tort reform that's happening in a lot of jurisdictions, and again, insured expectations on values. And there's a lot more nuclear verdicts happening that happened in the past. So it becomes you know, really challenging at the industry from a lot of different avenues. Yeah, it's it's you know it seems like you you turn on a TV every day and and you know so and so got a million dollars so and so got a million dollars and you know for years it was that was a Florida thing right Florida California New York now it seems like it's gone nationwide you know you'll you'll travel to you know Utah or Indiana and you've got the trial lawyers the billboards the the verdicts being bragged about. Um, 
you know, websites where you can go and find out what's my injury worth. It's uh, it's crazy. And, and, you know, we all end up paying the price for it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, and the, the plaintiff's bar is very, very organized and that becomes really challenging. Uh, one of the things that CLM is there for, one of the things that we have been and are really continuing to focus on in a larger way is bringing the defense industry together again so we can talk about and collaborate and not that we're going to um, share things in a, in a bad way, but to be able to understand the things that are coming at us and talk about what worked in certain situations so we can share the the good the good things uh to make sure we're doing the best things for our insurers and that our insurers are taken advantage of and the reality as you say it all ultimately goes back to the consumer and while there's a lot of uh, trade associations out there that are doing, a, you know, public policy and communication so that people understand ultimately it's the consumer that pays for this. It takes a while to get that message out there. And, you know, until you're in a state like Florida, for example, and everyone's homeowners insurance is starting to get canceled or the cost of homeowners is unaffordable so that people that you wouldn't really think of to have the means to self-insure will self-insure because the cost of insurance is unaffordable. Yeah, it, it's it's a real challenge all the way around. So, you know, you've hit on a lot of things to keep, you know, claims leaders up at night. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, CLM, I mean, I've, I've been a member for a while. I'm a big fan of the organization, um, but not everybody is, right? I mean, not everybody's been a, been a member, right? Not everybody knows about it. Right. Um, so the things that keep the claim leaders up at night, you know, what does CLM do? What can they provide that can solve for some of those concerns? Sure. So uh, really, it's a lot of it is what I talked about. But if we if we start from the standpoint of the chief claims officers, you know, you know one of the things we do is we provide a forum for information and thought leadership to be shared with them. We uh, are part of the institutes, which is the leading organization that provides education for the insurance industry. So not only through our own resources at CLM and our connections with the thought leaders out there in the country and the world, both in and outside of the industry, we also have the benefit of having a really broad perspective being part of the institutes. And we're able to um, also within the institutes itself, utilize our subject matter experts that we have across. So we get that thought leadership in front of the chief claims officers at the earliest opportunity that we can so that they can share and learn and make decisions from that information. And then beyond that, it's that continual collaboration of education, of discussion, of bringing both sides of that piece of litigation together, both the, 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 care, the adjusters, the managers, the chief claims officers, and all the lawyers that represent those insurance companies and are retained to represent their insureds. And they talk about what's working and not working um, to help advance their individual cases and to help advance the industry. So, you know, those are, you know, part of the things that we do provide. Yeah, and I mean it's it's hugely valuable, and I think you know going in, going into the future, things aren't going to get any less complex, mm -hmm. right? It seems like we're 
you know, exponentially, everything's getting more complex, yeah. you know, yeah. thinking back to, you know, the days not that long ago when we were running around with, you know, clipboards and, you know, making calls from payphones, yeah. right, in our, our, you know, little company mobiles. Now yeah. it's like, it's a world of difference, right? And adjusting's different, management's different, people, as to your point, are retiring in record numbers. There's going to be a, a lot of changes over, say, the next five to 10 years, you know, what can you add to the conversation, you know, your words of wisdom for the people that are out there that are kind of, you know, coming up through the ranks? So, you know, I guess the first thing I, I would add is we really have to start at earlier. So talking to those college students to make sure they look at and understand this is something, this is an industry, it's always going to be there. I mean, insurance touches every single thing in society, and it doesn't matter if the economy is going well or not going well. It is there and will always be there. So there will always be jobs. Right. And it, and the reason why I mentioned that first is because it is so important to bring people and intelligent, curious people into the industry to make sure that we are able to do what we need to do for society as a whole. Oh, yeah. uh, but, but beyond that, I think it's important to really keep apprised of what is going on in the world around you. We've got to stay on top of the technology, um, even at the individual level, to know and understand what is happening and how we can use it. Um, and then beyond that, continue to collaborate, to talk about the issues so that you can learn from others' mistakes. And, and when I say others, I don't mean just individuals, but companies and industries. You know, one of the things that is beneficial is we're, we're always advancing and moving forward, you know, advancing in our learnings and utilizing those learnings. And, you know, you look at things like Insurance and especially claims has always been very much about let's handle that claim, get it resolved in a fair manner as quickly as we can. But we also have an opportunity to look and provide advice and knowledge on what are the things that we can do, those of us in the industry that know and understand what we've seen in claims, and how can we communicate to our insurers on how to do things that will mitigate losses so that we can prevent these things from occurring and understanding the technology so you can avoid some of those claims that are out there. Um, you know, for the future, um, it, you would not think about, when you think about what's going on from a climate standpoint, for example, climate change is one of the biggies that's out there and has always been handled at the carrier level. And there's a lot of discussion and modeling out there about how can we handle this in the future? Is it gonna bankrupt the industry? Is it something that should be handled from a governmental standpoint? And there's a ton of weather um, modeling and investigation and knowledge and all those types of things happening. And that's just one example that you wouldn't think about that the insurance industry is very involved in. So as an industry, we really have an obligation to educate society as a whole and to really protect society um, to make sure that the losses don't occur. And if they do, 
we can get them resolved quickly and fairly. Yeah, no, great, great points. Um, if somebody wanted to learn more about CLM, where would they go? Uh, they go come to our webpage, which is theclm.org. And uh, we have a lot of information on there. We, again, we have all types of events. We have a lot of virtual live webinars. We have recorded webinars. Um, we have a magazine. We have e-newsletters. We have great in-person events. Um, our annual conference is in San Francisco this year from April 2nd through the 4th. We have 90 educational sessions, give or um, take, yeah. give or take. And it, it's it's just a great event because you are able to begin to develop, enhance those relationships. You are you have contact with experts in the industry, and it's and it's somewhat parts are formal, but much of it is very informal. There's a tremendous amount of interactive communication and collaboration, and that that involvement makes anyone in any role they have better because they're able to have contact with people that do what they do, with the experts that are out there that they not only are listening to, but they can actually talk to, interact with. No, that's great. I, I know, speaking for myself, I, I'm very excited about the conference. Can't wait to go. Always looking for a trip to San Francisco. Um, but I think the conference, you know, as always, will, will be great. So, so Rana, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, if anybody else is interested in being a guest on the show, head on over to secondlook.net and hit the podcast button in the upper right-hand corner. Thank you for listening to Insurance Claims Innovation. Are you interested in being a guest on our show? We would love to have you. Visit us at go.secondlook.net slash podcast dash guest. Please share Insurance Claims Innovation with others on social media and provide rave reviews about our guests. The goal of Insurance Claims Innovation is to showcase others in the insurance claims arena who are using cutting-edge technology to gain a competitive advantage. Follow us at Insurance Claims Innovation and subscribe to our podcast. You can also follow us on LinkedIn at Second Look Inc., Interested in learning more? Stop by our website at www.secondlook.net. Again, thank you for joining us today. My name is Chris Tidball, and I hope you found this to be time well spent.